Hi, welcome back to our Build series. You know, one of the coolest topics to talk about is building friendships. I mean, we usually come together in a church to learn about how to build marriage or how to build a family or building community. And we laid out some principles on how to do that. Today, we're gonna be talking about the principles necessary for great friendships. I think for the most part that when it comes to friendships, we just let them happen. You know, um, you meet somebody and then we evaluate their physical appearance. We estimate their communication skills, how they interact with their eyes, how they focus on us. And then we make these quick assessments, whether or not they're cool or whether or not they're stuck up, whether they're a jerk or, you know, and, and we'll just look at something about them, maybe the way that they wear, wear their hair and it's like, I don't like him, he thinks he's all that, or the dress that she's wearing and, and just kind of maybe pull, pull away just because this quick uh, estimation. And then if somebody makes it through that, well, we decide that we're going to move into friendship with them. Or maybe we're drawn into friendship because we root for the same football team, we have the same common interest. We share the same style, drive the same kind of car, or maybe the, the color of our skin, or maybe we're from the same region in the country. You know, we're, we're both from Boston, so therefore, hey, he, he's pretty cool. You know, I, you know, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and you begin to, that's how friendship may begin to work. We may be put into proximity relationship. You know, we may just be forced into a place at work that we develop a friendship. Um, or, or maybe it's your, your wife's best friend's husband and that because she wants to hang out with her best friend, you gotta hang out with her husband. Have you ever had one of those dinners before where you know she wants to go out with her friend so you gotta sit there at the table with Bob. You know, and maybe you're Bob. You know, you're really not interested in it but you're kind of thrown into this relationship. So just like houses, good friendships are built beyond the facade and go to the foundation, the framing, and to the very studs. And what do I mean by facades, going beyond the facades? Well, in building, in the construction world, they are fake fronts to the building. They are stylistic faces, literally, that hide what the true construction of the building is like. Nobody does this more than Walt Disney World. I mean, if you go to Disney World, you will just see these incredible buildings. But what they have done, they have turned it into looking like a um, volcano or a haunted house or this tower of terror. But really behind it, it's something totally different. There's this other structure. But the facade is what people see when they go through Disney World. See, friendships can be built like facades, always smiling, always calling each other bro, you know, talking all friendly face to face and doing all that. But as soon as the other person walks away, the real building is revealed. The facade is gone. So when we talk about friendships today, we're talking about true friendships. And it's cool that we're using the word true in reference to friendships. Because in manufacturing and construction, when something is called true, it refers to the level of um, quality, how straight it is, how dimensionally authentic it is. Another word is the word plumb. 
A true friendship is built on a foundation and a framework that is solid, that's good, it's reliable, and it's authentic. That's what a true relationship is. You know where you stand with that person. They know who you are and you know who they are. And you're authentic to that. See, God is interested in how we build our friendships. And this is really important because God knows that outside of the Holy Spirit in your life and the scriptures, true friendships will shape you more than anything else. And if you don't have true friendships, you're hindering your growth. That's why the scripture says in Hebrews 10, 25, do not neglect meeting together. Don't neglect this friendship element of life as is the habit of son, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. He's, he's saying, you gotta have relationships. Don't stop doing relationships. Friendships are important. We need to grow through them. We need the encouragement of relationships. And outside of the spirit talking to you and outside of the word of God talking to you, it will be your true friendships that will direct you and help you grow more like into Christ. So today we're gonna go to Lowe's and we're going to buy some framing materials. You see, in the Bible, the equivalent to Lowe's is the book of Proverbs. It's just a list of these like, like two by fours, these, these ideas, just you know, one by one by one by one, just kind of, I should be saying two by four, two by four, two by four, just laid down, and, it, and these principles are really good to help us to understand friendships. So we're gonna load up the back of our pickup truck and, and talk about the two by fours of a true friendship. And as we look at these beams of wisdom, remember that we're not only looking for this quality to be in other people, but we're looking for it to be in us. As we learned a couple weeks ago, when you're constructing, you're building a wall, I mean, all this is, is beautiful and it's pretty, but really the quality of the wall is determined by what's going on behind it. And the more the studs, the more studs that we have in place, the better the support system and the stronger the wall. So as we begin to look at this, we're gonna be looking at the framing material of true friendship. We're gonna take these two by fours, these proverbs, and we're gonna nail them into place. And we're gonna begin to look at our friendships and the quality of our friendship to others to see whether or not we're building good solid walls that can support weight, that can become the habitat of community and marriages and friendships and church. And I mean, this is all as how it happens. So today we're gonna to be looking behind the wall and we're gonna be looking at the material with what we've been building with in the area of friendships. So let's take a look at our first principle. It comes to us from Proverbs 18.24. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. This is so important. If you wanna have friends, you must show yourself friendly. You must show. You must express an interest beyond yourself. There's gotta be a showing, like when we show a house, if you're gonna to try to buy a house, the real estate agent will take you to the house and there will be a showing to determine whether or not you like the quality of the house and if it's something that you want to uh, build your life in. Well, also in friendships, there, there must be a showing. 
There must be something about us individually that we show ourselves to other people that we're interested in friendship. A lot of us don't have friendships and true friendships because we just don't get beyond the showing part of our lives. We must show that we're interested beyond ourselves. We must be willing to reveal ourselves to some people. We must be willing to uh, be a friend to someone who's not us, but to someone else. We must be willing to go beyond the idea that it well, if this friendship's gonna work, it will just happen, you know? And, and I think a lot of us do that. We just think that it's going to happen, that we're just going to have good friendships. And, and the writer of Proverbs says, no, uh, you need to pick up this two by four. And part of this friendship building is that you have got to show yourself that you want friendships. There's gotta be something receptive and wanting, communicating to other people. I, I wanna show you an example of, of this two by four, this building material quality, being used by someone who reacted to a situation that could have gone a couple different ways. Could have decided that he was gonna be angry, could have decided that, uh, it could have gone a, a lot of different ways. But I want you to see how he decided he was gonna take this moment to show himself to be a friend to people around him. guy could have responded a lot of different ways. I mean, he could have just screamed at the kid, get off my, you know, my driveway. He could have, uh, I, I don't know, he could have put something out there that the kid would fall and get hurt. 
I don't know what kind of guy I am, but I mean, he could have put up some sort of barricade or maybe put his dog out there, all kinds of things. But he decided that he was gonna take this opportunity to be a showing, a showing of something inside of his heart, something that he wanted to communicate to other people that daily walked past his house that he wanted to be a friend. So let me ask you, how's your show? I mean, really, how's your show? Because your show is your invitation to friendship. It's what people get. You know, uh, when you show yourself, you are communicating to people that I want to have friendship. So how is your show? This is something I think we need to really be um, conscientious about. Is that, well, when I go into that room and there's a lot of people I don't know and I don't wanna be at this party or whatever it is, I don't wanna go to church or, it's like, okay, when I go in there, I need, I need to communicate something about me. I need to show that I really do wanna have friendships. So how's your show? So let's take a look at the second framing piece that comes from Proverbs. We're gonna put another, another beam in the wall here. And it comes to us also from Proverbs 18:24. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. See, having a lot of friends is not the measure of the quality of your life. And I know that's the way it kind of appears on TV, and particularly um, if you're younger, if you're in your 20s and maybe in your 30s, it's, it's, it's really like, wow, I gotta have a lot of friends and it says something about me and uh, being accepted by so many different people. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And it's not all friends that do this. Having a friend that sticks closer than a brother is a real gift into your life. Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all time and a brother is born for adversity. See, true friends don't run when the relationship gets hard, okay? Again, I just wanna remind you, I don't want you just to go down your friends list or your contact list in your phone and be kind of like yeah, you know, editing the contact list and like getting rid of that person, getting rid of that person or putting a heartness to that other one, but I want you also to be doing this to yourself. I want you to see, you know, are you the kind of friend who doesn't run when relationships get hard? And I'll tell you, one place this happens more than any place is church. I mean, people are always switching churches because the friendship enters into a time of hardship or difficulty and, and, and people will run away from it. See, true friends don't run when their friend's life gets messy. You know, that's, that's a true friend. Just because it gets messy and difficult doesn't, I, I remember uh, years ago, it was over 34, 35 years ago now, that uh, when I went through my divorce and going to a church, that's a, that's a really scary thing. I mean, it's, I think it may be even scarier going through a divorce in church than outside of church because you, you, you have this natural feeling that everybody's looking at you differently. You know, you really do. Whether it's true or not, you still have that feeling. And, and then everything changes. All of a sudden you were in the young married small group and now you're not in the young married small group anymore. You're in the singles again group. And you, you kind of feel the, the stigma and the people that you used to hang out with, well, you don't really go to those family activities anymore because you're single. And, and churches can do that. We can actually design it because we're trying to be efficient. We can also stigmatize somebody. 
But I remember back then that I had these really good friends around me, that even though that I, my family broke up and my divorce occurred, that they stayed with me, that they would invite me over their house for Christmas, that they would invite me for dinner, that they would always be checking up on me, regardless of what I was going through. They were the kind of friends that, just because it got difficult to talk to me, just because it got hard, didn't mean that they ran away from the relationship. See, today we get offended quick and we leave even quicker. I mean, isn't that what happens? I mean, we, especially if you're talking politics. I mean, we, we get offended immediately and then we get out of the relationship. And that's what we do. That's the kind of quality of friendships that we have, the facade relationships that we have. Today, we keep relationships as long as uh, it services our needs. It's kind of like toothpaste, you know? You, you squeeze the friendship, you squeeze the friendship, you squeeze the friendship, and as long as there's something in there that maybe pleases you or it gives you something, therefore the relationship's good. But whenever it gets difficult, then, then we just throw the tube away. I, I, I'm, I'm always, I mean, I, I mean, me and my wife don't contend over a lot, but if there's everything, she will use every, every, ounce of toothpaste in a, in a uh, tube. I mean, she just, I mean, so it'll be curled up, curled up, curled up. And I don't know if you've ever done it, but you had to have it turned this way and you're pressing down to get it. And just about the time you get it onto the head of the brush, you're taking the brush up to your mouth and it drops into the sink. And, and I was like, listen, can we just get another toothpaste? But see, some people will just squeeze as much out of you as they can get and then throw you away when things get difficult. Um, let me ask you, is, can your friendships count on you? Are you gonna be there when things get messy, when things get difficult? Or are you pursuing the friendship and the approval of someone who's not committed to you? I know it teens, if you're, you're out there today and you're listening, I know you always wanna be with the right person sitting at the right table uh, in the cafeteria and you wanna be you know, friends with everybody, but can you ask yourself, listen, is that group of people just gonna squeeze the toothpaste out of you? Is that somebody that's gonna stand by you when things get tough or, or is, you know, is not really somebody that you wanna put your life into their hands? A third principle that we're gonna be building with, we're gonna be adding to our wall. Proverbs 17.9 says, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Nothing, absolutely nothing, ruins relationships more than gossip. This is the true friendship quality of being trustworthy, is being the kind of person that covers an offense and does not repeat a matter to other people. You're the kind of person who is trustworthy with someone else's failures. You're trustworthy worthy with someone else's secrets. You're trustworthy with someone else's rantings. You know, that's the, uh, the quality of a beautiful marriage and me and Susan, you know, there'll be sometimes I'll come home or she'll come home and, and she'll just start blah, 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 you know, just spewing and, and I'll, I'll be spewing or whatever. And in our friendship, quality of our relationship, we know that you get a time to just rant. I mean, we all rant. 
I mean, there's times that you rant and somebody had, your work is an idiot when you come home and you rant about it. Your mother's an idiot. Your, your pastor's an idiot, whatever it may be. Your, your spouse is an idiot. There may be times when you just rant. And, and friendship is that trustworthiness to, to allow somebody to rant and you're not going to hang them with it. You know, I mean, I have times when I get frustrated with people, when I get frustrated with family, and I may just spew out something, but Susan will just take that and she'll lock it up because she knows that I'm just kind of clear in my head and that when I think through it right, when I let God do what he's, God wants to do in my life and that I will come about and I'll see things the right way. See, trustworthy in a friendship is so big that somebody can mess up in the relationship and, and you're not repeating that to everyone. You want this kind of friend. You know, I, a matter of fact, there was a time in my life where I would actually, because I was in a, an environment that was kind of cutthroat, I would insert fake things into a conversation with somebody to see if that fake principle would get back to somebody else and then somebody would communicate it to me so that I could find out who was the person that was repeating what I was saying. Now, I know that sounds really true, but it was like everybody needs somebody to rant to. Everybody needs somebody to talk to and to complain to. I mean, we all have them. So a friend is somebody that you can do that and it doesn't get shared with anybody, that they just give you that space to grow. And ranting can be some of it. Failure is that space you need to grow. And a true friend is somebody that's going to allow you to walk through that. So let me ask you, are you trustworthy? Or, or does somebody call you and as soon as it's over, you're tweeting to somebody else about, guess who just called me? I mean, I know the urge, I know the temptation. You know, I know it's like you get a juicy nugget about somebody and you, you wanna share it with somebody else. Are you trustworthy? Is somebody else's heart and life safe in your hands? See, that's a friend. I mean, you may have companions, you may have acquaintances, but a true friend is somebody who's trustworthy. And also, are your friends trustworthy with your life? I mean, are you sharing your life? Are you trying to captivate the audience of people who are not trustworthy? That, that as soon as you fail, it will be on Facebook. It will be tweeted out. It will be communicated out. Are you putting people in your life that are trustworthy, that are people you can count on, that you can, that you can nail other elements of your life to? Are you the kind of person that is trustworthy and safe for others? Our, for, our fourth two by four that we're gonna throw in the back of our truck comes from Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion, companion of fools will suffer harm. This is so true that the apostle Paul said it this way, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. See, just like water levels out in science and in hydrology, relationships level out but they level out to the doofus level, okay? Uh, the doofus, meaning that most relationships will level out to the lowest common denominator in the group. 
I mean, it will be the, the person who is the most foolish, the person who is the, the, the biggest doofus in the, in the room will probably become the quality of the relationship. I know we think, well, if I just befriend them, I, I, can, I can save them or I can change their attitude or change their life. But the scripture is very clear. Bad, corrupt, bad company ruins good morals. You can't inspire someone who doesn't seek inspiration but they can suck it from you. They really can. You can't inspire someone to change if that's not something that they're inspired to do. But they can take that inspiration right out of your life. Proverbs 22, 24 says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man. Least you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. And I wouldn't say this is just with anger. I would say that any unbridled behavior in a friend can also entangle you. You've got a girlfriend who hates her husband and you hang around with her all the time and you go down to the bars and you go dancing together and all that, you will find yourself entangled. She'll have an effect on your relationship. You got a buddy at work that uh, uh, you know, has some sort of unbridled behavior and you decide that you're gonna hang around with him and he's gonna be one of, the, one of the framing elements of your life, you will see that it will begin to affect your life and it will, be, you know, I, I, one of the ways that this happens to me more about the idea of the ungodly behavior affecting the godly behavior is when I watch movies. When I watch a movie, I mean, I got a couple of movies that I, I love, uh, okay, I, I'll just tell you, I'm a John Wick guy, okay? I'm not advertising John Wick, I'm not telling you to watch John Wick, but it's Keanu Reeves, a lot of shooting, a lot of killing, a lot of karate, a lot of cool cars, and, but you know what? By the time it's all over with, I will find myself during that rest of the day of watching one of the, one of the John Wick movies, I'll find myself F-bombing. I mean, over something really ridiculous. I'll just all of a sudden slip out the F word. And it'd be like, and, and I'll, I'll be like, God, I am so sorry. But it's like, well, where'd that come from? Well, my friend John Wick. You know, I, I hung out with John Wick for about two hours. No, I watched all three of them, so I binged it. So I, I you know, about nine hours later, I, <laughs> John Wick has not changed. He's no closer to Jesus. But I got a lot more hell in me as a result of John Wick. And that's the way it works with relationships. And it may sound harsh, but the Apostle Paul said this because of it. And it's, and it's true. And, it, and, and again, it does sound harsh. But he's concerned because he knows that after the Holy Spirit and after the Scriptures, that friendships will direct your lives more than anything else. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has French, uh, righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Now, when he's saying, it's not that you can't have people who are friends that are unbeliever, but he's talking about this true friendship relationship. This yoking, mean joined together, this whole idea of, of walking through life with somebody. Somebody that's encased in the wall with you. He says, you need to be surrounded by people that are pursuing the Christ-likeness that you yourself are pursuing. And he's saying, having friendships uh, that are framed up into your life can lead you away from Christ. He's not, of course, he wants us to, 
to, to know people and have friends that are uh, unbelievers. He wants us to influence them in a positive way with the gospel of Christ. But he's saying, well, when you're framing up your life though, when you're encasing the wall, I'm talking about those quality relationships, your best friends. I'm talking about the people that influence your marriage, that influence the way you live your life. That he says, listen, don't be, don't be tied together in a framing structure with somebody that's not following after Christ. And then number five, he says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Proverbs 27, six. A true friendship is one where friends can speak the hard things to each other without running out. See, a true friend is someone that has the guts to speak the truth to you in love. Not just give you a piece of their mind, but to speak the truth to you in love. So let me ask you, can you take criticism from a friend? Because if they're a true friend, they're the kind of person that you have opened yourself up to speak into your life. Now, I'm not saying you've got to open yourself up to everybody, tell you what you think you should be doing with your life. No, I, I don't let everybody just kind of, you know, spew at me what they think I should do with my life, whether or not I'm good or not, whether or not I'm serving God or not, no. But I do have true friendships. When people can actually speak into my life and say, listen, Paul, you know, when you said this the other day, or I've noticed lately that you've been doing this, or when you went to that wedding, you got tanked a little bit, and you know, you need to be careful or whatever it may be. It's, it, can you take the criticism of, friend, of a friend? Because if not, then maybe you don't have a true friendship and it's not their fault. Maybe it's because you have not opened yourself up to that. And every one of us, every one of us need one of these two by fours that can speak to us, that can come up to us and say, oh no, no dude, you and I are friends. We got history together, we got life together. You can't run from this, I'm telling you. And, and then speaks the truth and love to you. Let me ask you this. This is another thing that about friendship. Can you speak truth in love? Okay, see, a lot of us lose friendships, not because we don't speak the truth, but we just can't speak it in love. So when you do speak truth, I mean, like maybe it's to your kids, maybe it's to somebody at work, maybe it's, you know, a friend of yours. Maybe the friendship doesn't work not because of what you're saying is not true, but you just don't speak it in a way that shows friendship, that shows love. Or another case on friendship is, do you avoid this? Are you the kind of person that, uh, I don't know, we're friends, but I just, you know, I don't, like to, I don't like to get into all that. I mean, no matter where your friend is going or where they're walking with Christ or the mistakes that they're making, that you're the kind of person that, uh, you know, I'll just keep kissing them on the cheek. I love them, I love them, I love them. And you know, well, we, we heard that deceitful are the kisses of, of the enemy. Is that the person that does the most kissing around here seems to be the enemies in the book of Proverbs. But a true friend is willing to say the hard things. Have you backed away from saying the hard things? I mean, has there been times when you've had friends where you were willing to lay it on the line and that you were willing to say, listen, you know, and challenge them about something in their lives? And if they don't receive it, well, then you find out that you didn't have a true friend anyway. So, these all are part of the components that go behind the drywall. 
These are the things that are inside the wall. These are the things that the, the plumbing hangs on and the electrical is strapped to, is this quality of friendship. And God wants all of us to have great friendships, true friendships. So let me ask in closing, as we move into this moment of expressions, has God challenged you today about your showing? You know, when you walk into a room, when you are introduced to a person, when um, you're interacting with people at school or at work or at church or in the grocery store, what's, what's your showing? Uh, is it possible that the reason why you don't have true friends is because you're not showing yourself to be friendly? Or is it possible that today God has been talking to you about your level of trustworthiness? Um, have you handled another person's heart the wrong way? Have you repeated enough, enough vent that has caused offense? Or maybe today he's talking to you about putting your heart into the hands of fools. Are you encased behind the wall with people who are leading you away from God? Are you trapped between the drywall with somebody who's taking your life in the wrong direction? We all need true friends. We all need to be true friends, but we need to build our friendships the way that God wants us to build because he knows that it will be one of the most important influences that will lead you towards Christ-likeness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we enter into this, this moment with you, you have spoken to us in many different directions. You have spoken to us in the people that we seek friendship with and the kind of friendship that I give to others. We ask that these principles will be built into our lives that you'll speak to us in this moment of worship, this time of communion and prayer, that this will be a time where we'll really do some inventory about the quality of our friendship. Because Lord God, you want us in relationships and you want us in true friendships because they lead us to you. Direct us today. Maybe today you have put it on our heart that there are people in our lives that we can no longer bind ourselves together with because they are leading us in the wrong direction. Maybe today we are that very friend that has been leading somebody where we should not be leading them. Today in this atmosphere of love and forgiveness, you are speaking truth to every one of us so that we can build with true friendship in Jesus name.